Well, fans, it's been a while since we've been with you since our preview episode for Night of Champions, but we are back. This is the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. If you are a regular listener of the show, you will have noticed that we have new theme music uh, that was supplied by my cousin Mitch. He goes to Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee, and he interns at Brad Paisley Studios, so we appreciate him supplying the new music. Hopefully you guys dig it. Let's say what up to the co-hosts that are here tonight. We have D-Wayne in the house. How are you doing, D-Wayne? I am. Eh, I'm okay. Just just okay. Somebody laughing at you there, too, because you're just okay. <laughs> um, we had two chains in the house also. How you feeling, man? What's up? What's up? Very little. Um, we watched Night of Champions on Sunday. We watched Raw on Monday. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I'm sure you guys do, too. Let's just start with... Kind of the Seth Rollins show there, the last hour of the pay-per-view. Um, I was kind of tuning in and out of the pay-per-view. I know, D-Wayne, you said you were also doing that. I mean, there was a great football game, despite all the penalty flags in it, between Seattle and Green Bay. But um, did you guys find yourself enjoying kind of Seth Rollins' two matches, or were you getting kind of um, burnt out towards the end of that show? Or where were you at that part of the night? Mm. I think I was I was just tuned in. I was interested in how they was going to, uh, you know, how they was going to basically the continuation into the second match. Um, I was wondering was both of them going to, you know, stink and see them come out together and all that. But um, I was just looking for the creative aspect of the match, and of, of course, uh, I kind of kept an eye on how much time was left during each match. I mean, uh, in the pay per view mm-hmm. to see, uh, you know about how much time was left for whatever could happen. So yeah. uh, other than that, uh, as far as the, um, the technical wrestling in the match, I didn't see nothing I haven't seen before. Yeah, I I was I definitely was surprised by the amount of uh, physicality that Sting took in that oh, main yeah. event. I mean, it, it kept him from being on Raw. You, people have read about kind of the fallout of his health after that match. So I, you know, a guy, what is he, like 56? Something like that. Yeah. Mad yeah, res- yeah, mad respect to Sting for taking the bumps that he took, especially the table spot. That was pretty nasty. Yeah, he worked a good match, that's for sure. And I yeah. was like, okay, this is this is proving your WrestleMania worth for you to, you know, be able to pick your opponent because you're you're doing the thing with the table. Yeah. The table spot, which I Robert, which I heard Robert was the spot that injured him, but you know we don't know until it all comes out for him, for because so many different mixed yeah. reports. But the table spot was done so flawlessly, even though the yeah. table did not break. That's his best, better as a table spot that I've seen in God knows how long. Yeah, agree. It's like Randy Orton. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, uh, D Wayne, you're a real big Sting fan. Where did you enjoy the match? Also, um, it was it was a it was a. It was a good match considering his his age and limited physical ability. Um, but I mean, you read all these articles now talking about how this injury is very bad, his back is hurting, and this might be career threatening. And so, I'm um, interested in seeing not the legitimacy of the injury, but if this injury is going to keep him out of WrestleMania. And, and I, I would be so bummed out if that was the case because we saw during Night of Champions the announcement that Taker-Lesnar, the, the rubber match, if you will, is going to actually happen next month at the Cell pay-per-view, which I'm a huge fan of them going that route because then that means Undertaker's not wrestling Brock at Mania. And maybe we can get that sting match that you were very, very much in favor of, Dwayne. And this is this is kind of like what I was saying before. Although I didn't have a picture like this, I thought that uh, I thought Taker and Brock was going to do this at um, Madison Square Garden. So the fact they're making it a three uh, part tour, I was very high about you know about this booking. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is like a. A creative part, uh, I mean, a creative team like BT that's coming up with these mini tours, but their booking has been really good considering um, uh, Beast in the East and uh, who's the other one that we just had? Um, well, we had Takeover in Brooklyn. Takeover, I will have to almost consider that as well, one uh, part of that as well. But I, did we have another mini pay per view? 
Um, they did. They turned the that live event in El Paso back in the spring into elimination chamber, which they hadn't done in a couple years. Right, right. That's what you're right, thinking that's of. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, considering that, which I'm just you know going off the limb, calling that the B team along with this tour. Uh, they're doing a great job. Like this, these little so-called, so-called, what you want to call them, like house pay-per-views, uh, they're going to draw a lot of interest for sure. Yeah, no doubt. So I like the little promos they did for Brock Lesnar, but it just makes it a little bit too obvious that he might win. I completely agree. <laughs> but you know what, though? I thought that too, but at the same time, I looked at myself and I said, but it doesn't hurt him if he loses. Yeah. Yes and no. I definitely see it. It depends on the way he loses. It's it's very difficult. Although we've seen it before, where you can have shenanigans in the cells, such as the last one we saw, where Bray Wyatt got involved in the Dean Ambrose Seth Rollins cell match. But I guess we can kind of do a little fantasy booking. I want to do a WrestleMania fantasy booking episode again soon. But like, so basically, what we see here is that you're not going to have Taker Lesnar four at Mania, so that frees both of those guys up. Where do you go with Lesnar, and where do you go with Taker heading to Dallas? Um, and little little road bump on the way there is, you know, we had Heyman tease that match with Austin way back a couple months ago. Now you got Brock appearing on the Stone Cold podcast. Could it happen? I don't know. I think they're going to leave Brock as the wild card for WrestleMania. They're going to leave him as the short uh, storyline booking for whoever may be the hottest, you know, non-injured person. So I don't think they might have a, a totally idea where Brock, Brock is totally satisfied. He's going to get paid for his tour. Yeah. He's going to be the main attraction. He's, he should be good going into WrestleMania. Now, I think Sting, on the other half, is the one that, you know, with Undertaker taking this match and Sting is working this pay-per-view, that could put both of them on ice for a while, which can ultimately, you know, re- reunite them for WrestleMania. Makes, it makes perfect timing. And I think this also makes a good argument for, depending on the beating that Undertaker takes to the hell in the cell and the beating that Sting just took down, you definitely want them to, to chill out until, you know. About um, to have a, have a walker on a pole match or something, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but you know, everyone knows that, you know, Brock Lesnar is still due for a title rematch. So when does he take it? Well, that's a thing because I, I wouldn't be surprised if Cena or Roman ended up picking the title up before Mania and like I could see Brock going up against either of those guys furthermore I could see Brock maybe winning the Rumble again he won it his rookie year if I'm not mistaken yeah so like I guess like what I've read online is that they definitely know what they want the main event of the show to be in Dallas and they definitely know what they want the Undertaker match to be whether that's one and the same you know, I'm not sure. I I would be doubtful Taker would be in the main event because the only guy I think he could work and be in the last match on the show is John Cena. I don't think Taker Sting is a main event. I think it's like more of a co-main if they go that way. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it might be just as just as booked as a uh, Triple H Sting. Which, that was like the third match. Yeah, it was like it was like halfway then. through the show. Well, then the other yeah. thing you got to think about too is what are they going to do with Rock and what are they going to do? With Triple H, you know, there's rumors that those two will face each other. I don't know if I want to see that, but I, I th- and, uh, that's another thing. Think like he's another. The Rock is another wild card celebrity appearance that they want to, you know, shuffle the cards and see how it works. Like I, like I said a couple episodes ago, I think if Ronda Rousey goes ahead and you know uh, she wins this next fight in November, and they don't end up giving her that cyborg match in early January or whatever it may be. She just may go ahead and retire. I mean, she's, she's make more make more money making movies. I don't see why she, you know what I mean? Unless she really oh, loves it that much, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no reason. Look, the worst thing she, the worst thing that can happen for her is to lose a match and have to, you know, solidify her career by beating that person again, yeah. which is another six months layoff, and you stay, and they still want that money making match with Cyborg, which, you know, it's a lot of like, litigation to get to, uh, to go through that because they're like two different weight classes and stuff like that but once she cashes in for her so-called mega fight that's it for her mm-hmm. and then if she if that's it then that frees up the rock ronda rousey um uh stephanie and uh triple h yeah 
And that's a, that's the celebrity match that we want that, you know, that they build to. And it works perfect for a creative, which I think she has a lot of interest for as well. For do, sure. do you think they were short-sighted in having her come out and start that thing at Mania this past year only to potentially not see it through this year? Like, I just feel like that's such a tease to the fans. Yeah, because we felt the same way about the arrow and it ended up happening. I guess that's true. Um, D-Wayne, if you had to pick right now, considering that you, The Rock could be a part of it, Ronda Rousey could be a part of it, Undertaker, Sting, whoever, what what match is going on last in Dallas as we kind of wrap up our Mania talk here? Um, the main event in yeah. Dallas? Yeah, what, who goes on last? You know what, that's tough. That's that's a very, very tough Don't don't tough. be a, don't be a flippy floppy. You like the integrity of the world championship belt. So whoever it is, what person must be the champion. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's it's definitely it's definitely not gonna be a, it's gonna be a championship match. The WWE championship match. And I honestly feel that in my head. It's either going to be these two matches, and both of them involve the same person. It's either going to be a rematch of la- a rematch of last year's. Mm-hmm. I was I thinking. Agree. I was thinking that too. Or it's going to be if they if they want to go this route and they really truly believe in him, John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like I like the Ronan Reigns Seth Rollins. I like Ronan Reigns and um, Brock Lesnar. And I I don't want it to happen, but Ronan Reigns versus Cena, which means Cena will have to drop the belt again. And I just don't see how that's happening anytime soon now. Yeah. Do you guys see any possibility, and maybe it's not this year, but maybe down the line, Roman has talked about wrestling his cousin, The Rock. I mean... It, the way they could do it would be to have the the Rock come in and beat Lesnar at Mania. Although I have serious issues with that, and then have Roman take exception over the fact that his cousin got to do at Mania what he could not accomplish. And maybe that's your WrestleMania thirty three main event if the Rock's interested in going again. Um, there's a, it, it's tough because it's not like WrestleMania three, for example, where you had Hogan and Andre and you just knew that was your main event. It wasn't even yeah. a question. And they don't really – I mean, they've got a couple big matches. And then again, this I keep going back to this Austin Lesnar thing. It's been downplayed so much. And you talked on our last episode too, James. You know, something is talked about so much that it just kind of has to happen. Yeah. And I don't think it's any mistake that they're putting Lesnar on his podcast, but maybe they're just teasing us again. What do I know? I think, I, I think too, that would just be – I mean, Stone Cold, he's, he's the ultimate, like, fantasy matchmaker. Yeah, that's it right there. Any, any possible way. He, he doesn't – I mean, imagine how big this would do for his podcast yeah. if he could create, you know, heat or his podcast. Like, every episode, you knew you had to listen to it because he knew he was going to cut promos during it. Yeah, well, not only that, think about – if they end the podcast with Brock putting Stone Cold through the back of the set of the podcast, <laughs> and then you just and then you say, "Oh, by and they're gonna." Do you realize where they're taping the podcast? Did you notice that in the preview? You know where they're taping it? Where Dallas, Texas. Uh, right. Okay. And so you you have that you fade to black and you say WrestleMania tickets go on sale to the general public November da 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 get your tickets and be a part of a hundred thousand people breaking that record Stone Cold versus Rock Texas Deathmatch that place will sell itself out I'm just saying I will slap my I will slap my knee and say I'll be damned <laughs> now I know that's that that's the big match right I would love it yeah man but would you still would that be your last match of the night? Yes. No, no, no question. No. Yes. What, the what, belt who, has to be the last. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the but who's... Should always be the, last the belt match. has to be the last match. Here's what I'm saying. I go back to WrestleMania 18. Nobody wanted to follow Rock and Hogan because everything that came after it sucked. Nothing was as good. Same thing here. They're going to blow the roof off the place, and you're going to follow that with, like, what? Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins? or Like, I don't see it. 
you know, it all depends on who that last person is. Now, Roddy Reigns, as much as they miserably failed with building him last year, if they figure it out how to do it this time, especially if the speculation of somebody going heel at the end, it goes yeah. perfect. Well, you so know, Roddy Reigns and his best friend comes out against uh, Seth Rollins just for uh, Dean Ambrose to go heel at the mm-hmm. end. But you know what, though? The crazy thing about all this belt talk is Sheamus, if he does not win the belt, I would be upset because I feel like as much as uh, the championship belt holds so much integrity, I feel like I feel like the money in the bank, the money in the bank briefcase is an automatic cash in and win every time. I do not like the fact when somebody does not win it. Unless you're Damian Sandow and he's not even on TV anymore. Or John Cena. Jesus Christ, I forgot all about Sandow. You know... I read that he's coming out in the old, uh, like, the scholastic robe gimmick again, which was my favorite version of Sandow, but I just feel so bad for that guy. But, you know, you're talking about Roman Reigns. I want to kind of get in. We can kind of jump back to the pay-per-view again, but the promo and, like, brawl segment that he and uh, Dean had with the Wyatts, yeah, it was really – I really, really liked it because it was the first time in a while Raw started off with physicality, and Roman just came off super-duper well in his promo – um, I get why they're stretching the thing out with the Wyatts, and I kind of wonder what they're going to do at the Cell pay-per-view if we get another Cell match maybe with those guys, which I think would be amazing. Um, you know, I, I just I, I like Roman Reigns a lot right now, and I didn't think I would say that after April. You know how I feel about Bray Wyatt? Yeah. If you want WWE needs to be put over, give him to Bray. He puts everybody over. He really does. But, uh, I, I liked it too. Like I like I, I preached a couple of episodes before. I like the fact that you know you got beef with me. I got beef with you. Let's get it. Yep. I mean, There's no that's... reason for us to wait and talk this out. Let's do this. Only thing I don't like about it is my rant about the refs. How the refs usually come right out, but this time they let them fight for like ten minutes. It's like, oh, here comes the ref to come and restore order. Look, either come in early or just don't come. Yeah. Don't wait till like twenty minutes when it's like <laughs> obvious. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now the refs come out. That means somebody else is going to come out now. So, let me, um, D Wayne. What did you make of uh, the whole Chris Jericho kind of being heelish at the pay per view <laughs> with them, man? I thought I just I thought it was so underwhelming that it was him as the mystery partner, and then like him getting all heelish at the end makes no sense. It's not what I wanted to see. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. I was I was expecting what's his face to come out. Um, I wanted Orton to come out. Well, he came out on Raw. Yeah, which is which is like what? Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to see him at like the now. Well, my thing is like it would have made more sense for Orton to be the partner. It's like so. Wait a minute, Orton's still unhealthy on Sunday from the beatdown by the Wyatts, but he's okay on Monday. <laughs> One day later, he's fine. Yeah. Did, <laughs> did you have to take ice the whole day to get ready for Monday? Like, it's just a bit silly. Um, maybe that's a sign that this feud's kind of been going on a, lo- a bit long, but I think it's doing really good things for Roman Reigns, like I said. But um, you talked about Sheamus a little bit. Can I just ask, um, are they are they really trying to sabotage him? Like, I get that you're kind of always at least a bit over if you've got money in the bank, because you can always say, well, I'm going to cash in. But, like, the the failed cash-in attempt and then Kane interfering, it's just, like, all they've done is make him look stupid. And I almost want to do an audit of the company over the last two days of how many people came out looking worse than when they went in. And Sheamus is top of my list. Look, I'm kind of upset right now that Kane is the one. It seems like he's going to be the number one contender. Yeah, it does. And... I don't want to see that. I don't either. I mean, it makes storyline sense, but it's going to be lame. Hold on. What? You say Kane will be the number one contender That's... if Seamus wins? Well, no. he's feuding with Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins has the belt, so theory, you know, by proxy, he's going to get a title match. That's what I'm reading online, too, is they're going to go Kane-Seth to kind of blow that deal off. And I guess like maybe that's a good mechanism to kind of continue to have tension with him and Triple H and the Authority, but I'm just not very interested in seeing another big Kane run here. Just saying. 
it's not interesting seeing that either. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like, I was really digging what they were doing with Sheamus leading up to the pay-per-view because, like, Seth Rollins has already got two guys he's worried about, and then you see Sheamus come up the corner every time, like, don't forget about me. And I like that. And, like, if you're going to go there, go there. But if not, like, don't tease it because, like, who knows if Seth's even going to have the belt by the time he cashes that thing. And, like, don't spend TV time on it now if you're not going to pull the trigger on it. You know what? What messed me up on Sheamus' run is when he had that kiss my arch match and he lost. And he never did it. <laughs> that me- that messed me up. I weren't, was like, oh, they not take this serious. Weren't you, <laughs> weren't you at that pay-per-view? Wasn't that the one in Baltimore? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought you guys were there. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, the other thing that bugged me about the TV this week was, like, I'm so sick and tired of guys having to, like, get one back where, like, one guy goes over at the pay-per-view and then the opposite guy goes over in the rematch the very next night. So Every single time. It's just, like, you're not – you, you, you do it that way. You're not putting anybody over because it's just, like, it's so random. And furthermore, like, it, isn't it – I mean – isn't it okay to job if you like when you lose you look good losing? I don't know. I'm just saying. Like I thought that was a great way how Cesaro put over Sami Zayn. You know, Sami Zayn jobbed to him a lot in NXT, but he looked so great going, you know, doing the job that it made Sami Zayn better. And that's just one very random example. But I'm just tired of these guys. Like the example I'm thinking of, you had that pre-show the Lucha match. Dragons. Yeah, the Lucha Dragons match, and so I just fast forwarded mm-hmm. through wrong. It's like, well, I already know the baby faces are gonna win and get one back here. Mm-hmm. It's silly, and I, I enjoyed their match at the pay-per-view. I actually tuned in for the pre-show. Sincara took I thought he was hurt for real. I thought he had um ACO yeah. tear. That was pretty bad, but he walked it off. Uh, I I haven't read anything, but he, he slid off the ropes. I was worried for him. Yeah. That looked it looked ugly. And it he did. did not get up. But yeah, I, I really do. Matter of fact, I'm almost to a point where I don't even want to talk about uh, Monday Night Rawls after pay per view anymore. Well, can can we can we breeze by one more topic? Um, what'd you guys make of that whole Divas saga between Charlotte winning the title and then Paige's um, Page so, bomb? I guess is what we'll call it. Page, Page saw gave it the coming. <laughs> saw gave it the coming for me. Bomb. What, what? coming from a year away. <laughs> Wait, what'd you, you know say, what? D-Wayne? What'd you say about what did Paige do? I said, Paige gave the Divas pipe bomb. But the thing is, she needed to go heal. Oh, so absolutely. There's nothing face about her. Yeah. Whoever, whoever oh. laid her decided to say, oh, Paige, let's make Paige face. It's, it's just not right. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm in a bad mood. I... I'm starting to not be a fan of the word pipe bomb because everybody thinks you get used too much. Anytime somebody gets on the mic and says something controversial, it's a pipe bomb. And I get I get it, fine. But is nobody's gonna tell me that what she did and what Cesaro slightly did that one time is nowhere near on the level of what CM Punk did. Oh, absolutely. That was not. Legit, of course not. A pipe CM Punk was so bad, I was like, well. I think I'm done for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, it was definitely a nice shot in the arm, though. That promo it was a very well done promo, and it had a lot of realism to it. I I almost had to call you two, James, because she really laid into your girl Becky Lynch and saying how she was irrelevant. But like, yeah, I, it's I so it's so okay. great it's so great the way she said it because it's like you call becky lynch irrelevant well now her character the whole point of it's going to be to be relevant and it just helps becky lynch's character in the long run i think is great i thought that the one thing that i mentioned in it uh in texting yesterday and i don't know who all saw it or not but i thought the one thing that Paige did really good with this is because charlotte's promo was so good that Paige knew that everything charlotte was saying was so emotional and seeing Rick, every time I see Rick Flair tear up, I just literally got like turn my face away because it's to see all the promos he cut over the years and his ego to see him actually emotional is like wow. But Charlotte's promo was so good and so true it seemed like and heartfelt mm-hmm. that Paige Paige was like oh if I'm if I'm gonna go heel I have to cut her off right now yeah and you can tell the first time she wrestled the mic away from her like oh I can't even let you finish this because I saw. 
I saw this look that Paige, get, like, I have, like, kind of, too. Like, you're kind of emotional how you look at somebody, but you can't really look at them. Mm-hmm. And she looked at her and turned away. And I was like, uh-oh. And I was like, she's going to go heal. She's going to have to do it right now. And wish it was exactly what she did. The second time she took the mic away, she turned, the, she turned away from Charlotte because she couldn't look at her. And she had to get the heat from the crowd. Yeah. So I thought she did that phenomenal. But... All that, what she was saying, I was just like, eh, you know, I, I could read the internet too, because that's all basically <laughs> she did. <laughs> but CM Punk was digging up graves for what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> <For> yeah. <real. laughs> Do you have anything you wanted to add to that, D Wayne? I mean, it's nothing to add. I mean, what Tate said was, I mean, it's, of course it's not going to compare to CM Punk. We all know that. But for, for her to be a diva, it was quite well done. I mean, a lot of stuff we knew, you know, we know that uh, Nikki and Bree got to where they are because of who they're messing with. <laughs> the memes were so funny. Yeah. We, we know that Charlotte is there because her dad is there. That I don't agree. <laughs> you know, I agree with it. I think that's partially why. I think that's part of the reason why. Yeah. I got I got a proposition for you. What? What's going on? Okay, well, obviously, obviously, I got two things. Paige going heel, I mean, you know, it was inevitable. We kind of seen it coming, but does it really ultimately mess up the Divas resolution as far as these uh, stables staying together? Because now you got a team of two that their name is PCB that don't have to pee no more. They already had it. They, they already... They couldn't even get the name together the first time, and Brazzers had to hit them up like, hey, you know, that's our name. Yeah. So they, they can't even get that together as far as the creative-wise. So now you got to figure out another name for these two, or do you bring somebody else up? Or like, whatever they're going to do with that, who knows? But my thing is with Charlotte is, nonetheless, like they said, she worked really hard. Then yeah. she, she might got her chance in the developmental because of her father, but she still had to work hard because nothing was given to Tamina. Well, that's the thing. Her, well, nothing. No, let's be clear. Tamina's dad cannot help her anymore. But yeah, but uh, you know, before that, though. No, I know what you're saying. I, I know what you mean, but but but, but Tamina's dad is isn't Ric Flair. That's true. I, I I get that, but he's still a legend, and he still has. He, before all this happened, he had no heat on him. Rick Flair was, you know, was reported cut, doing cutting promos drunk on live on TV. They've been having to like write him off like the day of because of him like coming and stuff like that. Like Rick Flair, I was really worried about for a while. Yeah. This was still getting in delinquent trouble. But okay, but besides that though, I feel like Charlotte Pedigree and everything she worked for deserved to give her. This first chance, I feel like she just really, honestly deserves it. I, I the think ultimate mission is you can you had to let her go first because the the face of the Divas division, we all know who it's going to be, and she is going to be the one that's going to go over Charlotte, which will make her look at the absolute best. It's just that easy. You yeah. do that, and you keep her as the face of the diva, and we're talking about your girl, so you know that. Yes, I know. And you keep you keep her as the face. Break all these unnecessary records that Nikki Bella got going on, and fine. Like Sasha Banks got so much like fan base with her. People are, are complaining through the WWE. I mean, um, the two K Sports for not putting her on the game. Yeah, people are like protesting about not buying it. Like, like I've never seen a female diva get such a big fan base besides Trish as a leader of this now time because she's just that good. So, Um, you know, that's why they're keeping her humble right now because it's like, hey, we got you. We hear everybody talking and it's going to be a wrap. We'll see her WrestleMania for sure versus Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Cash it in. I think, um, I think that they're going to, they're going to have Charlotte get a couple pay-per-view wins, but I I don't see her carrying the title into Mania. I think you have a baby or a heel carry the title into Mania. And if I was to book it now, I think you got to do a triple threat because I don't think you can leave Paige out of WrestleMania because she's also a big cog in that Divas division. Mm-hmm. I, I was think, thinking, I was actually thinking of Paige, Charlotte, Sasha Banks, triple threat. Yeah, I think that's what you got to do. 
Would, and you, it, would you be okay with that? With pairing that the rumors that the Hell in the Cell is going to be a triple threat? Yeah, I would because I think the I think they're going to start phasing the Bellas out. Um, and even if they didn't, I think that there's room at Mania to have two Divas matches, one for the title and one otherwise, and maybe the other ones on the pre-show, you know, and that's okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I. I'm definitely getting antsy, though, that they're not going there with uh, Sasha yet, but I guess you've got to establish certain people first and other people later, but Cream's going to rise, man. Sasha's the best one in that division. It's not even a question to me, just just in terms of being all around, because if it had been Sasha cutting that promo, that page cut, it would have been, oh, ten, it would have been ten times more brutal. Do you guys remember AJ Lee? They called it the pipe bombshell like a year and a half ago. If you don't remember, go on YouTube and look it up because it's amazing. I watched it recently. She It was something to the effect of all you people in the ring are on this reality TV show because you're either not pretty enough or you're not talented enough to be actresses, so you're yeah, going to come wrestle. And it was just like, whoa. And it was just like it was just like the, the two-year anniversary of that promo I saw on Twitter. That's why I was thinking of it. I think it's, I think it's noted that we also gave Natalia – uh, her props for um, all, uh, excellent ring attire, and she did look good. And um, her backstage promo was really good too. And she, she needs, showed up. She needs to be in the mix right now. They need to stop playing and get her in the mix. I'm not even a big Natalia fan, but I I appreciate like you know her patience, uh, her character, total diva, and yeah. she's worked hard to get where she's at as well. She deserves to be part of this for sure. I think that creative still doesn't know what to do with the Divas division, and that's what I'm getting from it right now. I think they're trying, but they still don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I I agree with you, D. And there's a lot of litmus testing happening just to see <laughs> if the stuff from NXT is going to work on the main roster. I think you're starting to see that Charlotte can go, and like she's more jacked than like all of us dudes, like not even close. <laughs> I think she's going to be around. I, it would be really cool. If they align Natalia with her and have them just be two jacked up chicks, like beating everybody up, mm-hmm. um, but you're you're right. Uh, what you said to James, Natty does deserve to be there, and she does have a pretty big following. They wouldn't put her on Total Divas after all mm-hmm. the people they've caught on and off that show. Like that's my wife's favorite is Natty, mm-hmm. and so it would be really really nice to see her be a part of it. I don't see her being like a focal point of the championship scene. At this point, because there's just so much young talent there, not that I'm calling her old, um, yeah. But I, I was happy to see her pop up on Raw. That was really cool. Uh, we need the doctor because you know he's the. I, I know. Expert. I just, I just feel like you know. I never we we brought up the discussion of maybe having a, a Divas Tag Team Championship. Nah, we don't need that. We just need the championship to have a little bit more integrity with it, like. You know, I'm, I'm even cool if you're dropping every other pay per view, whatever it may be. Just have that thing defended and let the talent work. Well, that's, a, that's the thing because okay, Nikki so never defended it. I have it. a question. Yeah. Do you think that the Divas should have a Money in a Bank match? I do. Oh my God. I do because be I wouldn't have hot. said that a year or two ago, but they have the talent that could pull off that type of match. Or, you know what? Maybe not start with that, but what do you guys think about this? Why not have a Rumble match for the Divas? For Mania, make that, and don't you see? Don't you think that would put over that title match at Mania being so much bigger because you have a Royal Rumble winner coming in to be the challenger? Oh, only if they work it like a legitimate Rumble match. Like yeah. I'm not trying to see one of those battle royals, like the AJ Lee uh, pipe bomb. Uh, that was wasn't that a, a Rumble when she cut that? Well, they. They, it was something like that, but they did um like a big giant battle royal when we were at Mania in New Orleans, and it was just it happened. It, the, that match was right after the streak got broken, and it was just a terrible match. And AJ yeah, ended up walking out the title. Want people eliminated after three seconds. Let you know, let let it go for a little bit of a stand. Let's see some talent work. Or something yeah, like well, that. I think that they, they've just have so much talent there now. Like you could throw in a lot of the jobber divas that are in NXT that people know, but then like have Bailey be a part of it just to kind of put her over. Oh, Sarah Lee making an appearance. Have Sarah, Sarah Lee and Amanda, who's going to be on total divas now. Did you guys know that Who from cares? tough enough? Who cares? Nah, I don't care. That, you know what I just I, heard? They signed ZZ to a developmental deal. Yeah. That, yep. that happened. And, now, and at this, and at this moment, we all realized that the show was a waste. Yes. 
And Patrick still work in the indie scene. You know what I mean? It's just it's kind of a shame. But um I well to go back to what you were saying, Dwayne, I, I would like it much more to start with a rumble match, because then you could really put over that Divas title match and have it mean something at Mania. Cause I was I was just I don't mean to name drop, but I was talking to Mickey James at the Global Force show and I was saying that your guys' match being her and Trish at WrestleMania twenty two, which was my first WrestleMania that's the last great Divas Mania match that I can remember. One that was given time and meant something. Yeah. You know what I mean? What um, what's uh? I, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting their names. Uh, what was the two, the two girls that was kind of like best friends? Um, they had a name that kind of like was part one name, part the other person's name. Not is it not too cool? Oh, what was their name? I don't know. Oh, they were like best friends. One retired. One, one. Oh, Lay Cool, Michelle Lay McCool cool. and Layla. Yeah, I like that match. What was that before or after? But they didn't wrestle at Mania. They had title matches on pay per view that were decent. No, but the one that they had was like a multi diva tag match, and they had Vicky Guerrero on their team. Oh uh, yeah. No, I want to no. say it was WrestleMania twenty six. Or maybe they were. Yeah. I know that they might have been part of that whole deal with Snooki when, uh, when Celis <laughs> and Doctor M were down in Atlanta for Mania. But, um, so I mean, we've already done so much fantasy booking. We've kind of almost rounded out the hour here. So maybe we could just throw out a couple matches that we think are going to be more likely to happen at Mania following Night of Champions than we could have said before, like. Do we can we say that Taker Sting is a lock now? Now that we know that Brock ain't had to happen. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't say that. I don't know what. It's it's to the point where I don't even know what Creed is going to do right now. Okay, yeah. but if 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 you don't think what's going to happen, who who where would they be at there? Um, because Taker said, will be there. Yeah, Taker will be there. Like I said, I won't be surprised if it does happen, but I won't be surprised if it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. I'm cool with I'm cool I'm with it happening. So yeah, me too. What uh, uh what would you guys say is a lock for Mania then? Like what what can you say is gonna happen? Oh, I have a wild card for you guys. Okay, I have a wild card for you guys. Um, I have a strange, deranged feeling that um the Sting and Undertaker match mm-hmm. is going to be booked as how it should have been booked last year, which I've been preaching. Oh, forever on the podcast as the WCW's main guy versus the WWE main guy. How do you guys feel that a company with The Undertaker is Vince McMahon and a company with Sting is Eric Bischoff? There is no mistake. This guy's getting so much recognition all of a sudden, is it? Did you you happen to watch that thing that him and JBL did? It's very, very, very worthwhile. I watched it yesterday. Do you think that is the wild card of that match? I don't. I don't think. I don't think Bischoff Bischoff and Vince McMahon coming in the ring, getting it in or something. I don't. I don't think he. In the interviews I've heard Bischoff do, I don't think he's interested in being a part of the wrestling business anymore. He's got so much other stuff going on. I mean, I'm not, I, and plus, like it, and this this might be the crux of why we don't get Taker's thing is like that would have been a cool match, but like 10, 15 years ago, ten minute match, <laughs> we're good. Yeah, yeah. And like I think I think they might be done with the whole WCW throwback stuff after the thing with Triple H this year. I just Mania. can't believe. I just can't. I just can't. Honestly, believe that because they're pumping the Monday Night Wars so hard. It's because they need content for the network, and they don't have much else that people want to watch right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like people aren't going to go back and watch old ECW like they were. It's like throw throwback nostalgia for the Attitude Era is what they're making their money on the network right now. Because the stats that they have say that people don't go back and watch the video library as much as they do content like that, like this new stuff they're putting out. That, that NXT show they're going to put out, is it called Breaking Ground? Mm-hmm. That's going to be sweet. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. So, yeah. I guess WrestleMania still is, I, I, I thought it would be a little clearer after coming out of Night of Champions, and I don't feel like we're any clearer based on how we're talking tonight. No, injuries, injuries. This is injuries, and 
injuries. No, I think it's injuries and booking. I think that creative is going to go back and forth and tease us a lot before they finally set in stone what's going to happen in WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, D-Way, what do you... What about your boy Kevin Owens? He's decorated now. Yeah, he is. First of all, straight now. I'm so glad they got that belt off right back. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I didn't care who it was. I had. To, I didn't care. At the point, I didn't care who it was. They had to get the belt off now. Yep. Uh, where, where do you think he goes from now to WrestleMania? Cesaro. We, we will definitely see Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. Cesaro. Doing what? Against who? Cesaro. Cesaro. For you. Who? Sami Zayn. Oh, yeah, good call. <laughs> why, why, yeah, you're right. I predicted that at on our last Mania episode. You're right. You're right. I actually, actually wouldn't mind saying that match. I, I wouldn't mind at all. Good I call. I like that a lot. he'll be coming back around January from everything I've read. Mm-hmm. And That's yeah, the time. And they don't need him in NXT. I think they've got... If you bring Hideo with Tommy back and have him be, I, I don't think he's main roster ready, but yeah, I think Sami Zayn's ready. Yeah. They got to start having some of these NXT guys that had the NXT title come up and make a difference. Thank goodness Big E's finally doing something now. I, I yeah. love uh, Xavier Woods' Rufio haircut. It's like the best thing ever. Hideo <laughs> um, Tommy coming back as a heel. And I know this is going to sound so cliche, but with, uh, what's the face just getting signed? And apparently she will be a heel. How about that tandem? That would be cool. Her name is Asuka, is the name they Asuka, gave her. Yeah. And she debuts tomorrow night as we record this on Tuesday. Tomorrow night she debuts on NXT. Yep. And they have the takeover. Um, is the next one in like mid October? Is Do I have that right? I'm not sure. Because if, if that's – I think I oh, do. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. There's going to be a lot of live network stuff going on because we have the MSG show. I believe it's a week from Saturday. And then you got NXT in the middle of the month and then the cell pay-per-view towards the end of the month. We're going to have a lot of previews to do, man. Yeah, man. Well – What else? What's your – you don't have any other wild card predictions? You know – I guess I can rattle off what I would see the card as now, but there's so much stuff they're going to throw in. But hey, Who's going to win the Andre, the Giant, <laughs> the Warrior, the Giant Warrior? Um, Nobody. Hulk, Nobody. Hulk Hogan. Everybody jumps off the ring. Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, no, no, seriously, seriously, before we wrap up, I, I, I really am, I'm really just puzzled. What is going to happen with Sheamus? He's going to, I think he's going to be a transitional champion to get the belt off Rollins and onto somebody else for Mania. Cough, cough, John Cena. That's what's going to happen. I guarantee it. Off oh, Rollins on, on Cena. Yeah, off Rollins onto moment. Cena. Yep. At this you know, moment, I realized I should have never asked that question. Yeah, that's a, I mean, and then I think you do. Cause, okay, so if I'm going to rattle off the card now, and I do think they've got to. They've got to set something in motion before the tickets go on sale for Mania. Because if you're going to sell that many butts and seats, you got to have you know something what? to draw people there, in right away. There's your match. There's your main event. What's that? Cena Roman? Yes. Well, that's what I predicted the last time we did this. But yeah, I think Cena Roman. I think Triple H Rock. It just sounds like that's where they want to go. You do Sting Taker. Mm-hmm. You do Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. And then the U.S. title... I have no idea. I'll say maybe Cesaro can take that off of Cena. That would be a nice way to put Cesaro over before yeah, before that's Mania. A, that's another good question. How does that get dropped? I, I think I think you put it on Cesaro because they've teased that him and Cena have been competitive. I think that would be a nice way to do it. And I think you have some sort of a crazy tag team match maybe with a ladder because you've got the Dudleys, the New Day, and potentially the Hardys coming back. Oh, TLC. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that would put a lot of butts in seats. You do a triple threat Divas match that we talked about, and then you kind of just uh-huh. you just fill it out with some nice matches with people who can who can go. And I think if, and this is a big if, but I still hold on hope right now, if you can do Austin Lesnar, that's the biggest mania since 17, bar none. 
It's it's funny how you didn't mention Seth Rollins throughout this whole. I didn't, and I don't know where he fits, and I'm sure he fits in. It would be cool if they could make it stretch to have him and Triple H go at Mania, because I would rather see that than Triple H Rock. But like yeah. the Rock is so heavily advertised, and there's only so many guys he's gonna work with, and maybe that's just me ignoring that it's probably gonna be Brock Rock, and that Austin's legit not gonna work the show. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna work the show as much as we want him to. Yeah, and and you know you I said, guess you don't think who's gonna work the show? Austin. Austin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but again, if if done the right way, that could be somewhat of a money match, not to the extent that Austin Lesnar would have been, but um, I think that's that's some semblance of what we can expect the card. But you're right, like I don't know what they're gonna do with Rollins or Dean. I would like to think <laughs> that Dean's healed by then, but I don't know. Because I think I think he's gonna be kind of like the Mick Foley to the Rock, was you know where they were trying to get the Rock ready for Austin at Mania, and Mick Foley was kind of that guy that took him all the way through Mania season. I think that might be what Dean is for Roman. Because once Roman's done with the Wyatts, I think maybe you have Dean take him the rest of the way there, and then I don't know where Jericho fits in that. Maybe it's gonna be Jericho Dean at Mania if they want to stretch that out. No, I don't. I don't want to see that either. But I'm just saying what I think they're thinking. No, I think that I think that is this heat for the the Brock tour. Yeah, but I don't, like I like like I said, I don't think there's no mistake in that the fact that you said that they don't know what to do with Rollins and they don't know what to do with uh, um, Dean Ambrose. Not there's something there's something that's going to happen between the three the Shield. Something's well, going to happen. I mean, I, I really wanted it to be for the title at Mania because that would just be such a cool match. But you know what? I almost think you have to have Roman Cena first to put Roman over, and then you do that triple threat match with the Shield for the title at Mania next year after that in Minneapolis. I think that would work a lot better if you did it a year from then. Depends, though. You it remember, it, if, it, remember, you're talking Minnesota, you know Brock Lesnar's <laughs> well, automatically. Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the thing. Automatically. I'm so excited to see where they go with the amount of throwback stuff to the AWA, which was based out of there. I, I was um, they had already inducted Vern Gagne when I was at Mania the first time. I got to see Vern Gagne inducted, but there's a lot of AWA guys. I'm sure that they can induct, and I think that might be where you see Eric Bischoff go in because Bischoff got his start in AWA as a like a interviewer. Point. Which you'll see they talk about it quite a bit on that JBL special that they did. With Eric Bischoff, which okay, is very yeah. cool. Probably, probably check it out tomorrow. And that's only part one. There's a second part coming out next week. Okay. How how how's JBO interviewing skills? Yeah, that was kind of worried about. It was, he always gets one up on Mike. So you know what? He did pretty well. Um, he he definitely was prepared with his background knowledge, and he knew the questions they asked. So by that, I mean WWE's interns prepared him very well. Not that he doesn't know his wrestling history, but um. He he does a lot of like southern speaking that you I'm just not used to in like a formal interview setting. <laughs> so it was kind of weird. He was a little bit in character, but it was cool. He did a good job, and I'm interested to see the second part. But then he's also going to have Road Dog on there, and who was, okay. there was a, they showed clips of other ones he's going to do. Road Dog was one, and I forget the other one. But he's got a couple other old timers on there. It's going to be cool to listen to. And I, I hope that they can continue to bring guys in. Like, I would love to see JBL sit down with, like, Bob Backlund for 90 minutes and just hear what, <laughs> what in the world happens. Or it'd be cool to see him talk to Bruno while Bruno's still with us, you know? That's true. Because yeah. I, I don't – I know very little about Bruno's career. Like, I know the guys that he feuded with at the Garden and stuff. But, like, I would love to hear him talk wrestler to wrestler. And I know that Bruno was on Colt Cabana's podcast, like, a year and a half ago. And that was a pretty interesting listen, too. Um, that was a lot of that was a lot of nerdish talk. There, listeners, I apologize unless you're into that sort of thing. Another thing I was thinking about, kind of too, what do you guys think about all these fans that just keep jumping in the ring? I think they're morons. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing they can do, obviously. But I'm just like, man, like really, every week, every pay per view is somebody. You know what, man? It's. It's so silly because the narrative of the story online amongst like the wrestlers when they tweet about it is like 
it's all about these fans are idiots and this is our ring. I know Jericho was saying something about that today, and that's very true. I'm not taking anything away from him, but shouldn't the narrative be this multi-million dollar company can't provide proper security for their talent? Like, how how does this keep happening? You know, fool me once, shame on you, but fool me twice, da 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 George Bush can say it better than I could. Um, I don't know. Like, how does this keep happening? Yeah. Just... You don't oh, see no. this happen in courtside at the Laker game, and those fans that's, are right on top of them there. That's true. <laughs> Although, didn't that one guy walk out and talk to LeBron at a game last year? Yeah, they got him out of there. That was the first time when he came back. They got him out of there. Yeah. And LeBron was cool about it. He didn't He didn't take too much, you know, from it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see LeBron work a match when he's done uh, playing basketball. Oh, oh, no, I want to see no, LeBron no. versus Cena. Oh, no. You know who I want to see working at? Hmm. J.J. Watt. Dude. No, <laughs> no, no, no. If I want to see anybody, I want to see somebody with some pure athleticism. I want to see somebody like Antonio Brown. Somebody that's a freak athlete. He just, out, he just outrun you, man. Did you see him against the Niners? Sorry, Celis. I know you're probably listening to this after I say it, but they torched the Niners with Antonio Brown. Thank you. Antonio Brown, <laughs> you make my fantasy football very happy. Oh, man. I, Mari Cooper did all right for me. That was my good receiver this week. Yes, yeah, good, good stuff there. Hey, hey sorry about your Cowboys, by the way. They're D-Wayne. Hey, hold on. First of all, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Andrew Luck for sucking for me two weeks in a row. <laughs> How are they 0-2? Are you kidding me? You are about to be traded. Hey, you know what? I have to give a shout-out to uh, Bramati Jones for being the only person besides me that realized that he's really not that good. They, they're ready to get, throw him in the Hall of Fame. He's he's just not proven. Like, he's he is exactly who Bramati Jones said he is. Well, you got no Brad offensive Paul. line, though, to, to, to be fair to him. He hasn't had an O-line in a couple years. He still doesn't have one. No, he doesn't. Uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't have an uh, offensive line like two years ago. Yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is just a different level. You can't you can't tell the way they talk about uh, Andrew. Like you would think he was the best quarterback in the league. Andrew Andrew Luck is good. He's just having his first two games off. We'll see how he goes throughout the season. But shout out to every NFL quarterback that's not hurt. You got Matt Castle now, so you should be happy. He's he's a stud. Yeah. You know what though, man? <laughs> I uh, I did a whole Drew year. Is out for a few weeks. Jay Cutler's out for a few weeks. Yeah. Drew Drew Brees <laughs> may or may not be out. He's got a rotator cuff issue. I know. You know what though, man? That's I so did bad. I did a whole year of uh, Matt Castle when Brady went down in 08 and like the first series of the year. There's there's worse quarterbacks you could have than him. You'll be okay. If you can make it till Thanksgiving with him, you'll be all right. So he's going to be a backup. He's, so they're going to still start weeding, huh? Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm going to watch some Cowboys games, man. These are going to be fun. Don't worry. We see, we see the Patriots in about two, three weeks. Two weeks. It's it's week two five. Weeks, week we five. Have the, week five. But yep. you know you're catching us off the bye, so be ready. It's not like Belichick ain't going to watch film that whole time. Yeah, he's going to find a way to cheat. Hey, it's not cheating if you don't get caught. And if you get caught, it ain't cheating if you don't get proven in a court of law. Because all I do is win, win. That's all I'm saying. Um, Go Patriots. Pats Nation all the way. Um, We should get back into wrestling here. Is there any, I guess we kind of covered it all. Is there anything else you guys wanted to leave for parting words in terms of Night of Champions in terms of Raw, in terms of WrestleMania, NXT, anything you wanted to talk about last minute here before we sign off? Well, I want to say something. I gotta, I'm going to say something that really just is starting to bother me. Okay. And I'm going to say this. I kind of want the belt off Seth Rollins right now. It's just something. Uh, he doesn't give me that uh anymore. It's just a... Uh, well, he's been overexposed. I think it's time for him to drop the strap. There's a reference to Jim Ross right there. Hey, Dwayne, you know what? You know what it is? What is it? Because you feel exactly how you feel. And the problem with Seth Rollins right now is because Seth Rollins is about to run into your latest and next episode of the Cena Monster Files. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. 
Because I feel the same way. It's just like, wait a minute. You're, you're supposed to be the top main guy. You lost to John Cena twice? <laughs> yeah, clean. On Raw. Clean. Not just on the pay-per-view. Clean. On Raw. Like, I was just like, come on. Now. Like, once he lost on Raw, I was just like, okay, now, now I'm just done with him. Oh, he's, he's, <laughs> he's dropping the title at the sell pay-per-view. It's happening. Yeah. To he Kane? might as well have just lost. No, not name. to Kane, to Sheamus. Oh, okay. I okay, I understand that part. Yeah. If, if I ever see Kane with the strap on him again, I'm not watching WWE for about two three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, two chains, are there any other parting words you wanted to give before we sign off? I'm glad you um, made that point though, D Wings. I think a lot of our listeners feel the same way that you do right now about Rollins. It's not his fault, it just kinda is what it is. Um, the first, uh, just to reiterate a couple of things, um, also just, you know, props to Steve for working that match for sure, um, for his age, you could barely tell his age, he worked really good, he looked good, I saw people on Twitter complaining about he, a bruise he had, I didn't see it, I don't, I don't know what they were looking at, but he worked a good match, um, shout out to Sheamus for an invisible bro kick on, um, <laughs> Raw, yeah. that was that was about almost a foot away from uh, Mark Henry's face, but somehow it's still connected for the win. So <laughs> shout out to Seamus with the mystery kick. Uh, there was something at the Night of Champions that kind of bothered me. I forget what it was. I, was it a was it a finish I didn't like? It was I don't I don't know. It was something that just oh 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 Nikki Bella selling of the figure eight. I thought was just horrible. I was just, I just wasn't even convinced of, as her being a champion to tap it out just so easily. It felt like a, a SmackDown win or something like that. So um, I'm glad she's done with the belt, and um, hopefully we'll never see her with a belt ever again. But um, other than that, I'm just interested to see what, what happens to Sheamus, um, and I'm very excited for the Brock Lesnar tour. I think this is a great booking once again. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Um my, my parting words, or my moment is then, comes off of that same Divas title match at the pay-per-view. Because you and I were texting. I thought Charlotte equally did a horrible job of selling. She only, she has the same one kind of like baritone-level yell for when she was selling the knee because Nikki was working the knee the whole time, which I... That, oh, right, right, right. I love that about the match. But she, like, she didn't sell it very well, like... It was just kind of the same yell, hold on to it, same facial expression. Like, girl, go get some acting classes. I just, I just wasn't, I just wasn't believing it as much as I feel that I should have. And then um, at the end of the match, her dad comes out. They pose with the title. You're telling me Nikki worked the knee for ten minutes, and you're gonna sit there and strut with your dad like it don't hurt? Are you, are you serious? They did the strut after this. Like, wow. You just had your champion hold the title for almost 300 days, and you're going to strut after she works the leg for 10 minutes? I just, I think you're going to start to see Charlotte expose herself a little bit um, in terms of her inexperience because she really has not been in the business that long. That's why I think they're going to put the title on page by Survivor Series. I'm calling it right now. And it's not Charlotte's fault. Uh, Wisdom comes with experience, and I think that maybe she'll get the title back at Mania. But um, that's all I had to say. There, there, there's really been no talk about Becky Lynch winning this belt ever. It seems and like it seems like people only get like noticed when number. they turn heel, and she's gonna have to turn heel now to get noticed. That's okay. She's number one in my heart. So. <laughs> in these divas championship. So. Yeah. Well, guys, this oh, well. maybe maybe I'll make an appearance on Total Diva with her <laughs> next season. I think you should just become her manager. That would be tight. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll plug this in it every day. There you go. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Well, go Sasha. Go Sasha. That's what we'll say. Um, well, guys, this was fun. This was um, another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Um, I I don't know when we're going to record again, maybe sometime later this week, but we'll try and get with you guys a little sooner than we did between our last one and this one. So uh, for Two chains for D-Wayne. This is Aaron, Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. This has been another production of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on 